Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Man, We're Too Old for This, here on the Nerd Eternal Network. I'm your host, the experience that some call Jason, and with me as usual is... The Todd Bob, coming not from my normal gazebo of peace, because it's got vermin in it. But here, I'm here at the droid shop. What's up? CDO113, the droid you're looking for. A token takedown notice, Tarky. A.K.A. the droid I'm looking at. <laughs> yes, as Todd and Danny are now podcast living together. Oh. I told you, I got vermin. I got vermin in my forehead. I'm not sure if technically step family counts as vermin, I'm just saying. It does. In some cases, it's, it's, it it's in the rules. <laughs> it's, it's in the bylaws. Yeah, it, it, it's, there's a book of it. There, there are exclusions, but mostly it's in the bylaws. So hold, hold anyway, on, hold, what we're wait, doing hold today... Is uh, never you... mind. I, I was going to get my spouse involved in this, but let's not. If she senses joy, you're out of here. No, I'm not. I'm hitting this whole part out. Okay. <laughs> well, I was going to tell them that technically they qualify as vermin, and then you would hear a shout of yay. But all right. <laughs> what we're doing today is continuing our uh, quasi-series of favorites. Since, you know, the pandemic's still going on, and there's limited amounts of other geek news. There's geek news out there. Yeah, there's some, but you know, we'll get to it eventually. But nothing super exciting. But anyway, so today we're going to be discussing our, as a follow-up to our favorite Marvel villains uh, from last week, we'll be following it up with our favorite DC villains, because you can't really do one of these about Marvel without doing one about DC. So, starting us off will be uh, CDL113. Well, who do you okay. Uh, I think my favorite villain at, you know, at this point right now is uh, Harley Quinn. You know, she started out on the cartoon, you know, that's where she originated. And, uh, you know, I thought she was a funny character. You know, she was always smarter than the Joker when she'd come up with something. But he would dismiss her like, no, no, that won't work. And then five seconds later, be like, we're going to do this. Like... And then, you know, he has this elaborate plan to catch Batman. And she ends up doing something different and catches Batman. And he gets so mad that he lets Batman go just because he can't handle it. And hardly, you know, outsmarted him. Or you had the episode Mad Love where he, like, knocks her out of a second-story window. Yeah, that's, yeah. What he, that's what he's talking about. That was, that was, Joker's plan was to feed Batman the piranha. But he couldn't get the piranha to smile even with Jokerville. So Harley got the idea of catching Batman and hanging him in the piranha upside down so the little frowns look like little smiles. Joker beat her ass because, one, it showed him up, and two, was because she explained the joke. Said if you have to explain the joke, the joke isn't funny. And then he takes a fish and he takes a uh, stuffed uh, swordfish and knocks her out a two-story window. But, uh, you know, she, she was just one of those characters who knew she was going to have some great lines in, in the cartoon. And then uh, from the Suicide Squad movie, I love Margot Robbie's, you know, new interpretation of her. 
And then the new cartoon that's Did you go ooh? I did. I did go ooh. <laughs> but uh, the new cartoon they've got out, I mean, you, if you haven't seen it, you need to find a place and watch it. You will giggle your ass off. Yeah, cartoon's funny. I, I've, cartoon. I've been watching clips on YouTube. And, you know, it takes a combination of the original Harley run and the Batman animated series and then the Suicide Squad and where she's been in the books. And it gives you a more complete Harley because when she interacts with Poison Ivy or the Joker or Batman, you know, all the characters you know that you've seen her interact with, it's really just like she's come full, full circle as a character. And uh, it, to me, you know, just she makes a great villain. She also makes a great anti-hero in the books when you, you know, when she works with some of the heroes, you know, when she's not trying to be a bad guy. But I just like the character. Are we doing? Are we doing the judgment things like we were doing? Well, that was never an established <laughs> thing. It was just we were a bunch of smart asses that could keep our mouth shut. Oh, because I heard you, uh, and I'm kind of, I like Harley. In Batman the animated series, once they start making Harley Deadpool, I like a less and less. Even in a cartoon, Harley's not the person that I like in there. I like everybody surrounding Harley. Oh yeah, the, the rest of the cast in there. I think the I like King Shark. Yeah. I like I like Frank the Plant. You know, it goes into the good and screwed up. Harley is for me is kind of like eh. Like I said, she's. She is, they made her basically DC's Deadpool. And I like her about like I like Deadpool in very small doses. When you give me, you give me something with her in it and she has like a funny line, I'm good with her and I go away. I don't really like movies that focus on her. Just like I don't particularly care for movies that focus on Deadpool because it gets to be too much. It goes from, this character's mad funny, but god damn, you're getting on my damn nerves. I'm, I'm real weird like it. I like the character. I love it. I loved in the animated series, but she wasn't the focus, yeah. so it let me like her a little better. Once it was like, oh man, we got Harley Quinn. I didn't mind that. What was the thing we watched? Jason was it Batman and Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one, the one where she ends up doing Nightwing. That yeah. one was that one was funny, but it's I gotta have. I gotta have somebody. Around. You gotta have somebody for with it. Yeah, I, I gotta have hurting. somebody. I gotta have somebody around it, not just Harley focused. And that was kind of the, that's the kind of thing, like I said, with the cartoon. It's funny as hell, but I like everybody around her better than I like her. Well, it wouldn't work if it was just her. It, that cartoon wouldn't work. It's her interaction with other characters and their response to what she does or doesn't do because. For her to have her own little team, she treats them like crap, like Joker treated her. And she's doing it without realizing it. And when she finally does realize it, it's like, oh, God, i got to go make up for this. And some of their reactions to that, like even her own family, when they're selling her out because, you know, there's a bounty on her head. You know, it's like, it, but it's just the way other people react to her, and I like that. And right. even the Suicide Squad movie that, you know, Jason went up to, I like how she interacted with the rest of the squad, and I liked how, 
you know, like she was, you know, when she's changing clothes, and the whole base is just stopped. And she's like, what? And it was like, oh, crap, got to go. And it's, it was those kind of reactions I thought was funny. I think yeah. Margo did. I think she did a good job as Margo. I, I think the thing with the cartoon for you, Todd, is probably just the fact that, like, when you have a character that's a central focus, it means you're kind of seeing the world through their point of view. They're kind of the like the the starting point, the sane person, because the rest, because everything going on in you know the Harlequin cartoon is wacky. Yeah, yeah. But because everything around her is wacky, she seems like the the straight man in the comedy. Yeah, and that's not her typical position. Her typical yeah. position is throwing jokes making things seem off from how they usually are, but still work. But in the Harley Quinn cartoon, since it's her point of view, everyone else is doing the wacky shit. Yeah. And I, like I said, I, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of the, I didn't like it when they did it with Deadpool. I don't like it when they did it with Venom. I don't like, I don't like when villains have a body count and then they become like anti-heroes because, Oh, look, now she's doing this. No, that, that, that's a fucking mass murder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Every murder that the Joker has had since she's been his mall, she's an accomplice. Yeah, that, that ain't... That Which, ain't to be anti- fair, in the comics, is probably not that big a list. Yeah, because he tried to kill her real early. Yeah, like the first storyline. Yeah. Yeah, Joker, Joker went... There was never... There was never really any kind of couple... Them, with them two in the and another thing you gotta also from the comic book point of view she's been on the suicide squad she was working for the government to get her freedom to get a pardon or get early release and they basically wipe the slate clean when you do X amount of missions so basically as far as the government's concerned yeah she's done her time you know? trick is Batman would never accept that no, no. Yeah, that you so driven against crime that you dress up like a bat and go beat the living hell out of people. She could, she could show up with the president, and Batman would be trying to throw her ass in Arkham somewhere. Because that character is very kind of black and white. So when you go, oh, now Harley's gonna work with Batman. Batman should never accept her. Yeah, because you got blood on her hands. And yeah, basically, it'd be like Joe Chill going, "Well, I had a change." Of yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I killed your parents. You know that was then, but now I work for the government, and you know we should hang out together. No, no, I should, I should beat you unconscious. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like from the point of view, like she was on suicide. As far as the government is concerned, she served her sentence, got a reduced sentence, or what, or a pardon, whichever. So that's why how they can explain her being an anti-hero. Batman would still look at her like, no, you've committed crimes. The government may say you're innocent now or you're, you've served your sentence. If I catch you jaywalking, I'm going to find a way to get you, you know, charged with that. And the public now, would have much that same attitude. Yeah, truthfully. the public yeah. would have the same way. Hell, did you, because, you know, that is. Yeah, unless, unless you had, like, an apocalyptic event where Harley's, like, yeah. saving people, public opinion ain't really going to sway on that shit. Yeah, and the trick is if you were one of the, if you were the family member of some hell she killed alongside the Joker, that bitch could fight hell Satan himself, and I'd still be like, yeah, you missing somebody. 
Yeah. You know, mom ain't coming back because all of a sudden you had a change of heart. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of closed caskets in Gotham, cousin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's Gotham. The casket was going to get closed by some crazy moth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or you know, you have a baggie and kill a crop. Okay, we didn't find all of mom or dad. We found, you know, tooth and a ring. So here you go. You know, as consolation, at least she died with a smile on her face if it's Harley. <laughs> or a mallet to the face. Yeah, that, that's the trick. And she may not have a head. That she gets happy with the mallet. So. That was one of the things in the uh, Harley Quinn Birds Prey movie that I liked that they showed her doing was, yeah, when she attacked somebody, it was, oh sweet Jesus on a bicycle because this one dude, spoiler, she jumps up and lands on. He's got his legs propped up on a chair or a table or something. When she jumps up, she lands on his legs and breaks them. You know, like the knee bends one way. She breaks his kneecaps and legs the opposite way. She hits one dude so hard in the in the fa- you know head and face, the nose just is a pulp. One dude, when she was hanging out with Joker, she literally tattoos stuff all over his face, and now he's stuck with that. You know, because because tattoo removal is not a thing in DC. Well, it was his whole face. He would have to have laser across his whole face and that was one of the things he was pissed at her about I'm gonna have to have this removed or live with it and it's like okay but everybody once she stopped being the Joker's main squeeze was like oh you're it's open season on your ass now and, and you had Jane people, protecting that ass yeah and it was like oh sweet lord she's pissed 90% of the, the criminals in Gotham off not just the citizens criminals were coming after him. like jeez I thought that you know, that, that shows you, is like, okay. And she was fighting them, like, to, you know, to save her life. And I'm like, okay. Even without the Joker, she may be one of the most dangerous of the two, because she don't care. Oh, yeah. neither of them care. Yeah. Well, I mean, Joker's known at least for caring about the theatrics of how he kills someone. Yeah. When it's someone important, not... Yeah people in the street yeah not good blue all right taylor who have you got for us well i'm i'm a fan of of some things that are very simplistic i enjoy tenacity i enjoy being a rough motherfucker so i just went ahead and went hey you know what let's just go doomsday stripper and and, and, and encounter to me like jeez go ahead taylor i'm sorry no it's it's cool danny have your moment I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to meet a stripper that goes by the name Tenacity. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just not sure how that would. Mm, I don't know. I can't feel at all. <laughs> Note that this podcast but, is not PG-13. That's okay. I put explicit on it any time yeah. I put it up. But mostly, my favorite thing with with any kind of villainous character is the ability to just you know, go through your heroes at least once. Just go through them and show I am a threat. You you have to have something new in the tank to stop me. And Doomsday, you know, applied that pressure very quickly of he shows up 
and just starts tearing through shit. Yep. Yeah, when you whip the Justice League with one arm tied behind your back, that thing. Yeah, yeah it was the ball ha hall Justice League, though. Hey, still Justice League, still counts. And there were some repercussions in Justice League for a while after that, because Fire burned her powers out, the Blue Beetle was put in a coma, Booster Gold lost his, his suit from the future. And, like, that's that's also a... I love consequences in comics that, like, last for a while. And I... I that part of the storyline as well, just like... He didn't just come down and, oh, no, something happened to Superman, and it stayed inside Superman. No, you know, it branched out and went... No, he messed up a lot of folk. Yeah. yeah, he messed up a chunk of people. Blue Beetle, you know, he got injured, and then you know he was, you know, gun shy about even putting the suit back on. He ended yep. up getting fat again. It's like uh, ice got, you know, damaged. Like you said, fire got. What was the one with the white suit, black guy? Oh, that was Bloodwind. Bloodwind, the one that turned out to be Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you really could have done more to help fight him. Yeah, I could have, but that's how y'all get fucked up. Unlike the rest of you, I have marching sense. I want to say Bloodwind got injured the first encounter. Yeah, he did. But For a human, he got injured, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But considering that was Martian Manhunter, he could have done more, you know. He could have got up and started trying to do some Superman-level shit. Yeah. And that was a trick. Bloodwind never did no kind of Superman level shit against Doomsday. He stayed. He played that role. Oh well, you know, I'm just uh, like, how you explain that you hit this? Well, there's been a lot of dead souls and dead. That's why I survived. <laughs> I'm in a coma. I'm all kinds of fucked up. Yeah. And I also just enjoy the fact that. Doomsday is constantly used as the kind of thing of like, hey, what's Superman really not want to run into today? Because, you know, but that's the thing is like, uh, I'm a huge fan of the Injustice series. And in that, in basically the very beginning, there's a moment where the Joker has mucked with the fear toxin, you know, in a way that will affect Superman. And you can think of the people Superman has run into, you know, Dark. He's fought Darkseid, who is, you know, a quote-unquote godlike entity who's about as stout as him and has armies and all this stuff. But Superman doesn't see Darkseid. Superman sees Doomsday. And that's what killed him. Yeah, because that's, you know... Or put him in a deep enough coma that everybody thought he was. Yeah, but, you know, you have a, a, gal- a galactic emperor who's at your level of strength and you fear this more than him. Yeah, because it mutates so that it survives to fight again and again and again at a stronger level. I mean, because like in the book, he punched it in the face. Then it grew those bone things up, you know, across its eyes to protect it. He punched it in the, was it the knee or something like that? And it grew the spikes. Yeah, by the time by the time you had that Superman Doomsday sequel, even its spines were poisonous, were poisonous because it adapted them. the The lick that killed it the first time, yeah, it wouldn't work on it the next time. It was basically DC's Goku. Yeah. Oh, it's killed me. Yeah, I'd be rough on that. And uh, I know I think I was the only one that watched the uh, 
show on uh, Sci-Fi where it was showing uh, Jor-El and Krypton? Them, yeah, Krypton. I couldn't think of the name of it. They showed how Doomsday started, or their version of Doomsday started. Started with a normal Kryptonian, and they kept you know exposing to different stuff, and then would clone the body. Yeah, that's out of the book. And but he was an adult, and the thing not 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 a not with a baby. They they started with an adult soldier, you know, one of their special forces. And by the time you see him as their version of Doomsday, everything that they had exposed him to was like water off of his back. It was like. And they were none of them were super except for him. It's like, how the hell are y'all gonna stop this son of a bitch? So yeah, what they what they did was they basically gave you they just they didn't do the baby thing because that was the trick. Yeah. In, the, in the book, you didn't know what planet that was on. You just knew it had poisonous creatures on it, and the guy kept feeding it babies, and he'd go and find the whatever was left of the baby. And clone the baby from that and put it back out there and he knew the ultimate which is what he called it was was ready because it was staying out longer and longer periods of time till it was gone i think one time i think they said for a year but all the life on the planet was gone yeah by the time it made it back it had killed everything on that planet and it killed them yeah they killed him and the big thing is, like, all that setup, too, is nice. Because I remember, because during reading the comics, you know, Superman, you'd have Superman having a conversation with the news or something about how there's always someone, you know, there's always somebody else. Or, you know, there's, al- there's always something that you will meet your match with. And you just see, you know, the fist pounding against a wall on the, yep. si- on the little side. Yeah. You know, they did good build up. They showed him off. They made him threatening. They did all the story points you're supposed to do to have the, a villain be, you know, upper tier. Yeah. Or top and, tier villain. And then even once he was out of that, there was a slow reveal because he shows up he's in prison. He's in the prison guard with just one arm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as the story goes along, it gets more and more damage. The more damage it gets, the more you see of it. Yeah. Yeah. They did, a, they did a great job with the death of Superman. I had I got it in trade somewhere. It's it's, it's a fun read. But they even did a good job with the Superman Return. You know when you had okay, who's this? Who's this? Who's this? And it's like that was an arc that just you know made like you had the death, the return, and then the life of Superman where he came back himself. And it was like, wow, you know, three arcs in a row, and it wasn't no just. Eh, well, you, what you had was you had death. You had uh, death of Superman, funeral for a friend, uh, world without Superman, and then you went into reign of the Superman. Yeah, yep. you had all those, and it was a great rise and fall that, that you steadily kept building. You know the story before, and it had a couple of consequences in it because that's where Green, that's where Hal Jordan this shit because yeah. yeah, they take whole city in that story. Yeah, it was some really neat stuff. I just, uh, I just, I just can't help but love villains that just you just knock off a hero to the side, not <laughs> giving a crap. Yeah, those those do tend to be kind of fun every now and then. Just to have one that you go, eh, I can't really beat this thing. Well, how are you gonna do it? Eh, let's see if we can just kind of like get rid of it. Yeah, that's literally, villain. that's literally what they ended up doing with Doomsday. 
in that second go round was like, yeah, I can't, I can't beat it. So Wave Rider took it to the end of all things and left it because it was like, yeah, it might come back from that. There's nowhere for it to come back to. Merry Christmas. Yeah, that's the benefit of having the time travel. Yeah. I take you to the end of everything. Come back from this, fucker. And then it learns to time travel. Well, yes, it becomes immune to time, so it can just pop up whenever. Yeah, because when I remember reading that, going, man, they have that son. Now he's literally every to the end of all that he is. What are we gonna do? Uh, I guess praise it, die something. We'll send it to another universe. I don't know that. Now that I think about it, it really sounds like that should have been a Legion of Superheroes storyline. <laughs> what Doomsday? If someone starts mucking with time, and yeah, he goes, "I'm a, I will cast you into the end of time," and you know, does his big time thing. Yeah, and then Doomsday steps out of it, and never goes, "Oh no!" Oh shit! Like you meant to uh, throw us in that, but you forgot there was something on the other end. Doomsday's the new dark side. <laughs> yep. All right. So moving on from Doomsday. I guess I'll go next. And, uh... I guess I'm gonna have to go with Black Manta. <clears throat> I liked him in the books. Uh, everyone is shocked because everyone's thinking you stole that from Todd. Todd wasn't gonna do Black Manta. I checked sure. who, who y'all were doing before I picked Matt. Yes, uh, yes, I know. And, and when I had my chance to do favorite DC character, I picked the Joker. And I... But anyway, I just find him neat. I liked him, uh, well, they didn't use him in Justice League Unlimited. They used a knockoff called Devil Ray. And I'm not really sure why. Because right through there, the rights to Aquaman and his characters were kind of in flux. They could use Aquaman, but that was when they first start kind of rumbling with the movie pilot for the show. Oh, okay. Kind of right in there, and the the rights were in flux right there, so that's why you. Don't but anyway, it. you know he's uh. I like the knockoff they did there. Uh, I really, I guess, I became a fan of the character in the storyline where they were introducing the current Aqualad. There's just this one scene in it that real that I really loved, where he's uh he's trying to get his son back. Kid doesn't know it's that you know Black Man is his actual father. So when Ma- when Mana threatens the kid's uh, adopted father, he calls him dad, and Mana's like, "Oh, that's that's not your you know that's not your father's son. That's just another man I've killed." And shoots one of his spikes at him. Uh, and you know you have you know you see Aquaman's glove come out and catch it. And, and then there's just this very cordial kind of head nod to each other. Arthur, Arthur Manta. And then they just go at it trying to kill each other. <clears throat> I think the best, and the the rendition of him in the Aquaman movie is of course really, really good. But I think the best rendition they've done of him in anything was the uh, first two seasons of Young Justice. Yes. I love that. Oh, he was, he, was, that was, he was just a smooth mofo in that 
and he's he's a character when you see the oversized helmet it's almost like he should be a little goofy and then he's not and then, yeah. and then he's not and then you see they go oh this this is a dangerous dude that I would not want to meet you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to meet him on a sunny day or never mind a dark alley except uh, there's only one place you meet him the bottom of the sea <laughs> You know, that tends to be kind of his base of operation. He does not limit himself to that. That is true. Uh, you know what the fun thing is? I had no earthly idea. And, you know, the only thing I knew Black Mana from was... The original Super Friends? Yeah, Legend of... Uh, Challenge. Challenge uh, of Super Friends. Challenge of Super Friends. Yeah, was the only thing I knew him from. I didn't know Black Mana was black in the 30s. Because uh, you never see him. You never see him without the helmet in that. There's no... You know, he sounds robotic. Hell, I thought he was basically a Darth Vader knockoff. Huh, they got some Darth Vader knockoff. Okay, what the fuck up? I did not know that that character was black until uh, Wizard Magazine did a fan cast thing where they fan casted like a Justice League movie and they had Arsenio Hall. No, they had Wesley Snipes playing Black Man. I was like, that's weird, but okay. Yeah, and. Hell, I didn't know his motivations or none of that shit. Like, till they did, when Alex Ross did the, you remember that Justice mm -hmm. action series, that 12 issue, where in the back you had uh, bios for everybody. And when I read his bio, I was like, oh, I like this. <laughs> I want my 40 acres, and I don't care where I get them. Um, I found out he was black from uh, Suicide Squad. And you got, you know, they're prepping for a mission. I'm going to assume the comics, not the movie. Yeah, they're, they're, it was in the comics. And they're prepping for a mission. And Amanda Waller's up front. And she's giving them, you know, the, the, the got to do this, got to do that. And, you know, the ones that are, were steady members of the, of the crew were in their outfits. You know, may not have had their mask on, but, you know, they, they were sitting at the table. And they bring in three more prisoners in the orange jumpsuits. And one of them sits down toward the back, and he's sitting there. It's a black guy. You had, I think, a Hispanic guy, and then white guy. And they they sat at a table together with a black guy sitting at the back with his feet propped up. And Waller's sitting there going on about this, that, and this. And she says something about like who the two guys, the white guy and the Hispanic guy, were. And then she looks at the very back and goes, "Can you handle that, black man?" <laughs> Uh, Boomerang goes, you're black, man? I didn't know you were black. I just thought that was part of your name. You know, being an asshole. <laughs> and Waller goes, what's uh, Boomerang's real name? Uh, uh, is it Digger? Yeah, Digger Harkness. Digger. She goes, uh, Harkness, shut your trap. Because once you're out on that mission, if he kills you, I'm not going to lose any sleep over <laughs> He looks back over his shoulder where Black Man is sitting at the back of the room, and he basically goes like he's shooting with a damn gun or something. Harkness is like, oh, fuck, cranky, cranky. You know, he's losing his damn mind. He's like, yeah, you, you don't want to piss him off because, you know, when he gets in his suit, yeah, all bets are off because, you know, and, you know, how many villains have managed to kill their archenemy's, you know, child? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, he's, a, he's, he's pretty vicious. If you count adopted the Joker as a couple times. Well, probably so, probably so. 
But yeah, but you mentioned Black Manta's origin. He's at, he 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 seems to get a new origin every time they do a reboot. But yeah, because he's had a few. And the uh, the forty acres and a mule thing. Uh, I want to say even in that original story, you eventually found out that he was just doing that to play somebody to to get them to work for him. Uh, but that would explain well, like Young Justice, you notice all his henchmen were black. Yeah, now I did notice that. Young Justice is, is my favorite iteration of him. I did like in the Aquaman movie how they gave you like a modern version. I like the, the how the father was cast. I liked how the son was cast. I like, you know, hey, we were I was a member of the, the Manta, you know, I was a member of this particular group. The nickname was the Manta and he gives him that blade with the black manta, you know, carved on it. Yeah. Yeah, the movie and the movie I, origin was a was a neat one. How they just incorporated all of that, and it's like, oh, it's not just him that's in, in fancy armor that can yeah. swim and do this and that, and he's got the ship. It's like, like okay. I said, Young Justice, I think, was probably the best version of him, but that movie version's awful close. Love the dude they had playing him. Yeah, that's uh, his first name is Yaya. It's the same guy that played uh, Dr. Manhattan, HBO version of Watchmen, and he's gonna be uh, he's in uh. Candyman in this remake uh, sequel or whatever the hell Jordan Peele's Candyman. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's in. Okay. Yeah, I got a, I got a friend that she won't even say his real name. <laughs> Movie must have freaked her out when she was younger. You had a lot of folks that when that movie was out that won't say that name Jennifer, five times in a row. Jennifer won't even, if it comes on one of the movie channels, she'd go right past it in a heartbeat. She, that movie freaked her out when she was young. You know, the Candyman movies are some that I've never seen. I've seen part of the first one and I really, I didn't really pay attention to it. I, it's, it's one of them that I've been probably need to go back as an adult and like pay attention to it. Hmm. Yeah, you know, for me it was kind of the Bloody Mary, the kind of the Bloody Mary yeah, yeah, but you know, our buddy uh, Daryl, he named his dog that, and it ran away one time, and he would only call it four times. <laughs> nice. I, what I, happened I, to your dog? Well, it ran away and started calling, and got to number. Four. <laughs> I, I did like in the original one the, the actor that played him. How Tony he, Todd? Who Tony Todd? Yeah, Tony Todd. When he pops up at other stuff, you know who it is before they even show him on the screen because of that voice, and it's like, ooh, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was Worf's brother in the in the, the Star Trek TV show. He was, he was also kind of, he was also the mortician in. Where, well, no, uh, Final Destination. Yeah, final all the Final Destinations. He was a funeral employee. He also did the voice at the haunted house. All right, get a little off subject here. So, Todd, who have you got? All right. Since when we were doing our favorite characters, I picked a villain. This one, I decided to pick a hero. But it still works because this particular hero, half the things that he has, he's stolen from somebody else, so it still works as a villain. And it's Aquaman. 
everything that modern Aquaman is pretty much stolen from Prince Namor, which makes him a damn. The only thing I don't think he stole was the where he's talking to animals, right? Namor can talk fish. Oh, he can. Yep. But he's specifically the noise. No, he did not. He did not have the noise. Unlike Aquaman, Marvel took Namor as a serious character. Well, semi-serious. So you know, you do not have cartoon him talking to fish. But yeah, ninety percent of like your. Right down to him being king of Atlantis, stolen from Naples. Yep, because his original origin, he was an, his father had experimented on him. Yep, his father was studying Atlantis. He was a scientist, and he experimented on his son. Father of the year. Yeah. <laughs> father of the year. I just know mom. Or, hey, hey, Judy, you, you won't be able to sw- You won't be able to breathe underwater. Sounds cool, man. Here, I'm gonna shoot you up with this experimental shit and see what happens. I can't remember if that was one where he was experimenting on the child or if he was experimenting on him before he was born. Yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, Aquaman, the whole him being Atlantean, he got from Namor. The yep. whole his mom is is a prince is a Atlantean princess and his dad is a lighthouse kid. Yeah, he got that from Namor. Uh, <laughs> I tried it. Well, I think and, I think I think the Submariner's father was a sailor. Yeah, Submariner uh, Leonard McKenzie. I don't. Yeah, he's either he's either a sailor, or a, a damn lighthouse keeper, but anyway, it that's still. Yeah, they took the shit from Namor. Oh yeah. Also, Danny. To be fair, I'm, I'm pretty sure we got the Trident from Poseidon. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. That's, that's I'm thinking the Trident's a little older. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they both just, they both just took the Neptune route with the Trident. Yeah, that you know, we got honest, but you know, his strength level, all that kind of shit. Yeah, it's Namor after Namor after Namor after well, Namor. The big switch happened after Namor had been out of print for a little bit. Because you don't yeah. think of Aquaman, you think of Aquaman kind of as from the '60s. He actually goes back to like '41. He's actually an old ass character. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, it was it was it was during that kind of lull in comics after the Comic Code Authority came in that you know Neymar had been out of uh, print for a while, so they're like, yeah, we're just gonna you know he's not using this, we're just going to take his entire backstory. In a desperate attempt to make him cool. Yeah. Because they've tried over and over again to make Aquaman cool, cool, and he ain't cool. And then he goes, see, now I know there will be people here, see. See, his movie was cool because his movie, he was Namor. Yeah. He even looks like Namor. Yeah. Yep. They went to the point with the movie that they said, fuck it. We don't even want him to look like Aquaman, no goddamn. Yeah. We're going to make it look like Namor. Brother look. look yeah. His face. Yeah. They, they purposely made Ocean Man look like Aquaman. And they made Aquaman look like Namor. Yeah. Well, as soon as I saw Momoa, I was like, Wow, they really just said fuck it. Took a took a one of the copies of Namor back when Jai Lee was writing it, and Namor had the dark beard and the long yeah. black hair. I said, shit, they just said the hell with it. We can make us a Namor movie, call it off. That way, Warner Brothers can't make a Namor movie without looking like us. We we <laughs> pulled mean, the wool under the eyes, boys. We've got them. That means Disney can never do it, cause they'll seem like Aquaman knockoff. <laughs> 
Now, I'd have been like your brother, though. I'd have responded to that. I'd have done a Squadron Supreme movie before they did Justice League. Yep. <laughs> Man, this damn Justice League movie ain't nothing but a knockoff Squadron Supreme. <laughs> it's a bullshit. But yeah, Aquaman is, is my... It's, that's what's weird. Black Manta is one of my favorite villains. But I don't know a whole hell of a lot about him unless he pops up in other shit I refuse to touch Aquaman books. <laughs> Jason can attest to that. I will not touch an Aquaman comic. It's like, oh, it's like, oh good God. Hell. Like, and anytime I think of Aquaman, I just think of him in Just League Unlimited, where he was kind of cool. He was kind of cool. Yeah, they did a good job with him there. And then, like, the only other time I think of him is the... Uh, one of the kind of ju- the Justice League movie where there's the universe where Le- Lex Luthor is the last hero, where yeah. Batman is just teleporting people into the Watchtower, yeah. and Aquaman just teleports in, goes aha, points at one of them, and then just dives them. That's yeah. his entire fight; is he just keeps diving people <laughs> randomly, and I'm like, I don't know who this Aquaman is. But I appreciate an Aquaman who's like, seems to be like a serious ruler all dressed up the way he's supposed to be. But the moment a fight happens, he's just like, aha, he just dives into the fight without a care in the world. Yeah, I did like that, Aquaman in Brave and the Bold. Yeah, that, that, the movie you're talking about, that was uh, Justice League Crisis. You broke up there, Todd. I said that was Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. That mm-hmm. was one of uh, Dwayne McDuffie's last movies. And, as a little side note, that was originally supposed to be the bridge between the Justice League cartoon and Justice League Unlimited, where we had a battalion. That, oh, okay. that, that was supposed to be the catalytic event that caused him to expand the roster. Hmm. Oh, that's neat. Makes sense. Instead, you know, they ended up just using uh, Starcrossed. You know, the Thanagarian invasion yeah, yeah. is assumed to be why they expanded the league like that. That was the crisis on two Earths was supposed to be the actual reason why they went. And, you know, that's because that's literally what. You know, yeah, if, if I'm the Justice League at that point, sorry, this is going to be a, a little non sequitur. At the point at which I've seen two alternate universes where we're evil, I would want to expand the roster. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> were the Justice like, hey, Lords we need really a... evil, or were they just misguided? Which one? Uh, Justice they, Lords? They, yeah. They... The Lords were misguided. They they kind of snapped because... Well, like, the, the thing is, like, misguided, yes. They still did evil things. Fair enough. But not to the same like, level that the Crime Syndicate did. No, no, the Crime Syndicate were, were evil, you know, you will take what we want. Where the crime lords were like, or justice lords were like, uh, we're we're kind of just fascists. Deal with it. Yeah, and it's like they, it's they still were, evil. Just were, one was were, more orderly. Yeah, they were fascists, and the thing that that they hint at at that one that they never flat out addressed, I ain't real sure that that wasn't the justice lords Batman came back. Because there are hints when you watch that episode that they swap. Because remember, Batman, when, when Justice Lords Batman took 
main universe Batman around, he wasn't mad at it. Mm -hmm. He was like, you know, you know, he was like, hell, this is the Gotham you've been fighting. And he was kind of like, yeah, you got him. So there's, there's, there was, there, if you go back and watch that episode, there are some hits they might have swapped. It's nothing that they, that they follow up on, but, but they, they, they implied. It's definitely something people are running with, taking fan theories and run with. Yeah. It, they either swapped or, or he come back with that idea of, oh, I, I could be more, a little more like him. It would explain brother I shit. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Y'all motherfuckers tripping balls. But yeah, Aqu- Aquaman is my pick. You know, I, I will forever be, die on that hill of Aquaman is not cool because I grew up with Aquaman in the Super Bowl. And while the man's power, the only power he really had, the only two powers he had was the fish and swimming. And he rode around on a jet ski. Yeah. That's how they could sell toys. <laughs> ain't got one damn toy, Aquaman, for a jet ski. Yeah. That's because your parents respected you somewhat. I had an Aquaman Mego. He didn't have no jet ski. No. Batman and Robin had the Batmobile, the, the Batcopter, bat- bat- the Batboat. Hell, even Joker had a van. Hell, Batman had a van. Joker had a van. Aquaman didn't have. Shit. Nope. I lost my Aquaman to the water in the kitchen sink. And I was like, all he can do is swim. So I'm going to have my Aquaman swim in the rubber band that held him together, dry rock. And one day I picked up my Aquaman, he exploded. Yeah, mine, mine was in the bathtub when it fell apart. <laughs> I was hard. And maybe that's why I don't like Aquaman. I was scarred as a three year old. Because I was like, hell. One of the damn thing is characters. And then when I put him through the wall, he broke. <laughs> he died. He's the only one that dies. <laughs> He's the only Mego figure that I ever had that broke for me playing with him. And I played with him the way I was supposed to play with him by putting his punk ass in water. <sighs> and that's why he rode around on a jet ski. He's Aquaman, and water is his one weakness. <laughs> he names himself after his weakness, so no one will suspect. His name. No, no, don't splash him with water. That might make him stronger. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, I love him in the family guy. I dare you to do that over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Poor guy. Oh, what? Which cartoon was it that Wayne cracks up because he's on vacation or something? Oh, that's Brave and the Bold. Brave yeah, the yeah. Brave and the Bold. Everybody liked Brave and the Bold, Aquaman made it, you know, Hercules. Which, again, Aquaman has stolen something from a cooler hero. Yeah. But if we made him Hercules underwater, that would help, wouldn't it? And at least he wouldn't be Namor. Sweet, let's do it. I'm waiting for this next DC universe in the comics for Aquaman to have little wings on. <laughs> maybe they'll put him on yep. his wrist though so it's not a knockoff yeah maybe, maybe he'll have little sandals but he'll still have little wings on his feet maybe it'll be like a flying fish uh, fins instead of actual wings though 
Well, that's basically what Namor's wings ain't like bird wings and like fans. Yeah, a lot of times they're drawn like bird wings, though. Yeah, they draw like that, but like if you read up on dude, the ha- his handbook thing literally goes, they're more like the fins on a fish than on a bird. They don't have feathers. But yeah, that's my pick. Oh, man. Fuck that dude. You spent the entire time talking about how much you hate him, yet you pick him as your favorite villain. My favorite villain? You're supposed to hate, you, you're kind of supposed to hate your villain. I suppose if wrestling has taught me anything, it's probably taught me that. Yeah, okay. You you hate them for being a villain. You appreciate how they do it. Fair enough, fair enough. Thank you, Dark. I don't want to read a comic about Doomsday doing stuff. I just want to see him walk in, kill a man, and then the heroes stop him. Or try to. That sounds like, uh, uh, that sounds like about what I am with Lobo. I have no interest in a Lobo book. But if he shows up in something, it's usually going to be a good fight. Yeah. Hey, you want him to show up, do the Lobo thing, and then go home. Call somebody a bastage. Lo- Lobo was the best thing that happened to the Krypton show. The episodes with him in it are great. I've seen clips. The rest of the stuff is like watching paint dry. Yeah, the, du- the, yeah, the dude doing Lobo did a really good job with him. You remember when they said the hell they were supposed to have a Lobo spin? Yeah. That? Yeah, good luck with that shit. Yeah, well, sci-fi's not reliable, that sort of thing, so. (laughs) Well, anyway, I think we're going to wrap here for the day. Uh, If you enjoyed the video, uh, like, subscribe, tell people about us. Uh, We are in all kinds of places now. You can see us on, you can watch us on YouTube, and we're on Spotify, and we're on Plus. And we're one place where yeah, we're, we're a lot of places. We're, we're probably in a few of the smaller ones too. But basically, we're back to posting audio podcast version of the show that you can go uh, listen to. We are on radiopublic.com. So, you know, if you like what you hear, you can take us on the road. You can listen to us while you're working out. We're easy to find. And yeah. we're cheap. And we're cheap. You know, it's free to see us any way, we, any way you go. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Other other shows we've got going on on the network. We have the uh, Nerd Alarm Network presents Icons, which is an actual play of the Icons uh, Assemble Edition tabletop RPG. We record it every other week. In fact, I think we're recording one this coming Saturday. Uh, as of the recording of this, which is 7 9 20. Uh, on Tuesdays over with the Diabra Adventuring Company, I, I'm running a vampire game with also an actual play. We do that at 6 o'clock on Tuesday nights. 6 o'clock Central Time. And beginning probably this Monday, either this Monday or next Monday, I'm going to begin streaming uh, myself playing Fallout 76 on Monday, and then probably on Tuesdays I will stream myself playing Elder Scrolls Online uh, I'm kind of a rookie to both games, so, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be great at it. But you can come see me fumble around and fail, probably. We are going to do the way back? Uh, we will get around to that eventually, though. Hang on just a second. Uh, the other thing I want to do with those two, streaming those two games like that, is to compare how they play, 
how they play compared to each other and compared them to their to the offline uh, uh, games in the franchise. Equivalent? Right. Yes. Yeah, I lost my words for a second. It's uh, okay, I found them for you. You did. <clears throat> so anyway, so we you have, can check that out. That's something new coming up. And Todd mentioned The Way Back, which is something we're planning. We don't have a release date for it yet. Where we will look at a at a like a particular comic character and really kind of focus in on them, give you the give, yeah. give you the deep dive into the into the lore. So mo- it's a more in depth and studious studious talk than what we do right now. Yeah, yeah. therefore it takes more kinda, time. What we did today was the off the top of our head what we like. But this we will actually go back and study it by we I mean Todd and, and, and read just, books. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's based in Alabama starts to burn. All yeah, well. So anyway, you've got all that to look forward to uh, as we try to expand the network somewhat. And if you have any requests for topics, drop us a, a message. Yep. Like, yep. share, subscribe. These these last two basically come from somebody commenting on on our site. So. We read them. Uh, well, it was the YouTube channel I think this comment came from. But yes, you can contact us on YouTube. You can contact us on Twitter. You can contact us on our actual website, thenerdeternal.com. And on Facebook. Uh, yeah. On Facebook, you can look up the Nerd Eternal. Or you can drop us an email at thenerdeternal at gmail.com. We're everywhere. So. We're everywhere. So anyway, that's going to wrap us up. So we will talk to y'all next time. Peace. See you. See you. You can turn this off now.